welcome back to Horror on the Online Express. There were technical issues last time, and so the first two-thirds of this episode will be a crinkap. This episode was titled, Is it Christmas Now? Question mark, question mark. It was on the 22nd of the 6th, 2021, and is Christmas Eve on 1922. We start with Teen Tunnel. Louise, Max and Alice arrive at the hotel. So now they're Team Hotel instead. They decide to have lunch first, except Max seems to go straight into investigation mode. Louise specifically asks the front desks about room 333. The receptionist is not really allowed to tell her, but when she hires the room, he tells her the lights must be on and a train must pass. Then the lights flicker, and it's said the shade of a German prince can be seen. The ledgers from the time Prince Albert, the alleged German prince, stayed here will be at the British Library now. Louise also gets them a table reserved for lunch. The team, not the ghost. Meanwhile, Max approaches the doorman and porters. They're quite happy to talk. Multiple ghost stories, in fact. But they think the one we're chasing is complete poppycock. There's also supposed to be a grey lady in the restaurant and a dead worker in the basement. Meanwhile, Robert, uh, our new escapologist, is in a carriage heading towards the professor's house. He arrives, and Beddoes greets him. He's shown into the library to have lunch and relaxes with a book. Back in the gardens, the others are trying to find the actual maintenance building. Nick manages to find it. It's very overgrown. They manage to pry the manhole cover into the building and the subterranean depths open. We make our way under. There's a large well down here. Pulling lights a match. Its flame is slightly green. Nick falls in the well. Back in the Langham, the others have had a wonderful Christmas lunch. They discuss their findings so far. Max has a key now, lifted from a waiter. Robert has some does some looking into the Westminster Abbey dossier back at the professor's house. Under Lambeth Park, Nick is in oily water. The flames on the matches Evelyn are holding are all green. The professor and Evelyn start coughing and hacking. They, except Nick, rush for the exit. Except, no, Evelyn goes down to try and help Nick. Nick is floating in the well. The torch he had has gone out and is gone. There's a strange sensation and an oily, colourful light. Evelyn goes down the ladder and reaches down to try and save him. She ends up falling into. 
While lying in the well, they realise it's natural gas leaking into the well. Nothing more. Robert asks to be locked in a room by Beddoes while he reads something. Beddoes locks him in, in the cloakroom. He reads his book, then escapes. Then he gets locked in a wardrobe. He does not escape. Back at the Langham, the receptionist is now a young lady. They're proceeding to... Oh, they are proceeding to ask about the other stories. They also ask about the trains. Then head to the third floor. And now we rejoin our recording somewhere around this point. Several years or longer? Um, I'm afraid not. Um, they will get first pick of nights off. Um, old Bob, the main concierge, will have gone home by now and left one of his deputies in charge. Um, Maeve, the night manager, has been here for about three years. I could ask if she has time to speak to you. Yeah. I, I think I think our efforts may help with with um, the the uh, reputation of the hotel. We're we're aiming to debunk some of these these uh, myths and stories, especially the ones that may put off potential future uh, future patrons well, to I don't your hotel. Really so. know much about them, but okay, she travels off behind reception, and a few minutes later, a severe looking lady with jet black hair walks out and she does a curtsy towards Louise and stares over her glasses at you, Alice, and is like, Your Grace, um, my receptionist informs me you want to discuss the ghost stories of the language. Oh, yeah, just... Sorry. You wish to discuss the ghost stories of the Langham Hotel? That's right. Uh, I was just interested to hear more about them, really. Uh, um... My colleague thought you might have some insight as to what well, what the tales would be. There are a whole load of tosh, your grace. The nonsense. Um, there's nothing in the basement. Apparently, on Hallow, All Hallows Night, the ghosts of those workers who died whilst building the place rise to walk the dun- um, the dungeons. Oh, it'd be an apt description of our basement, I guess. But it's nonsense. Nothing happens down there. Um, there's room 333, which is, um, well, I don't know what's going on in there, but I doubt there's a German prince in there. Um, duh. Let me see. Um, oh, there's the grey lady, but that's just lights shining through the uh, snowflake patterns on the uh, glass windows. It's all nonsense as far as I'm concerned, Your Highness. Um I very much doubt the shade of your fa- beloved father is uh, lurking in one of our third-floor bedrooms. No, I was quite expecting that to be the case. It's it's just an interest, really. Well, I'm your welcome to, to go up, but um, there's not much else I can really tell you. Well, thank you, you there. You've been very helpful. Thank she you. Nods. Meanwhile, Max... Uh, the concierge, the old chap you were talking to earlier, has gone. There's a young man about 
maybe 30 there now. He asked if he uh, can help. Good afternoon. I was wondering if you might be able to arrange for a telegram to be sent for me. Uh, certainly. Um, I'm going to give the address of the professor and essentially um, inform them that we've gone to the Langham after some success in the tunnel. Uh, and well, once I've given him that note, what does he do? Uh, he rings a bell to summon a boy and hands them your telegram. I'm going to note the direction that the boy comes from and which way they go. Uh, the boy comes from the door behind the concierge desk, and then they go back into the office behind. Um, no, I, I don't suppose you... you I was speaking to your... Um, I'm going to assume the the older gentleman who had the opportunity to leave early for Christmas um, some moments before I had some lunch I was talking about some of these odd stories that I've heard about this hotel I don't suppose you've seen any strange goings on concerning this grey lady, the basement or dare I say room 333 um, I've been in room 333 it definitely um, is an odd room it's quite small pokey at the back end of the third floor but um, other than that, no, I'm afraid I haven't seen any of these other ghost stories I understand it has something to do with the um, the light flickering in that room, is it not? Um, I think it's just bad wiring When was, when was the hotel wired for the electric light? Um, 1897 98 and it's never been updated since, so we've got the original wiring, and it's just getting old a bit. That's my belief, anyway. I mean, you're welcome to go on up if you book the room out. That's the standing rules from the manager. I'll do just that. But, um, thank you. I take it you're on for the evening. Uh, yeah, I'm here for Christmas. Well, um, thank you for your time, and do let me know if any telegram comes through. I am due, in fact, to be staying in room 333, but... Um, do let me know if any reply comes. I will send a message up to your room should anything come in. Thank you very much. Hey, you meet up with Alice and Louise in the middle of the uh, foyer, clustering underneath the chandelier. Any luck, um, Grace? Spoke to someone who was, well, not that... Um, convinced about any of the stories and seem to have explanations for one of them. Uh, the the grey lady, was it? Just being related to lights and patterns through the window. The basement, it doesn't seem though we could really do more with that. It seemed to be an All Hallows Eve story and we are, well, t- couple of months past that, but it's exactly the sort of tale that would go around. Um, as for 333, I guess we should see it for ourselves, but I don't know if we'll be able to get any photos if there's going to be light tricks in there. Uh, how many plates have we got? I think we had quite a number left. Yes. I think it, was it? Us, it was it seven? 
Um, it was. I gave you a number. Did you not write it down? Uh, well, no. Don't know. I believe it was seven. Um, there are ten plates. You've used seven of them. Seven of them used three. I thought we used three. We used three. No, you took loads of photos. You took. You took. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) Well, oh well. Okay. Got a bit. Got a bit snap happy. Sadly, I guess we're a bit too many uh, years short to just go to the hotel gift shop and buy some disposable cameras. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I will also say, I, the, the current gentleman on the concierge seems to suggest that the, the, the going on in 333 might have something to do with the old wiring in the hotel, which I suppose is a potential avenue to explore. Yeah, from the, from the front desk up, sounded like something because of the how it relates to the train passing by I wondered if it might be something like that can I cogitate on how the train passing by might impact the electric to the hotel um, not without really looking out the exterior of the building should we go and see the room Yes, I think that's probably the, the next step. You oh, may- I also sent a, a telegram back to the professor's house to let us know him know where we were. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, actually, before we go up, might it be worthwhile inquiring at the reception desk for a timetable of the trains that are due to go past that line? And that's we could possibly idea. see about multiple opportunities to test some theories and debunk all this. That sounds like a brilliant idea. There we go. Um, I'd quickly pop up to the front desk then and inquire as to a uh, a train timetable. Um... They don't have one. Uh, they inform you that there are trains every two to three minutes on the Bakerloo line, and you can gain access to the Bakerloo line uh, station at Oxford Circus, a four to five minute walk to the south. And I inquire which line is it that goes alongside the hotel? Is that the Bakerloo? No, no lines go alongside, but they go underneath. Yes, it's the Bakerloo line. Bakerloo underneath, okay. Every two to three minutes. Every right. two to three minutes, yes. Okay. I go back and tell the other two. Yeah. Uh, do you have... Every two to three minutes. That's a lot of flickering light in that room. Mm. Yeah, assuming it is related to the trains. Do you head up to the third floor? Yeah. You tunnel up to the third floor. Meanwhile... Down at the bottom of a well. At the bottom of a garden. If Foxy got it. <laughs> Down at the bottom of a well. There's Evelyn and Nick. They want a little adventure. <laughs> okay, what are we doing, Nicholas? Drowning. Drowning. <laughs> 
I suggest we stop floating and instead start climbing. What? What? we should probably do is if I grab hold of some of the lower bars, then you use me as a ladder to climb up. Not for nothing, Nicholas, but the water level and the first bar is a five-foot gap, and can you reach that? I have Swimming? no idea. <laughs> Roll, I'm gonna try. Roll climb, Nicholas. Can I, can I, like, I guess, assist? You can give him a bonus die by assisting, but you will have to roll swim. Oh! Let's see if Fopsy can swim to give you that bonus die. Uh, where even is swim? Under S. Far right column, near the bottom. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to change it to the number it actually is, so it lets me... Do it. Oh shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this is fine. You do not have 202 swimming. <laughs> In this circumstance, my feet are at the bottom and I'm just going, oh no, it's so deep. Uh, you um, do not get the bonus die because you try to lift yeah. him up, but there's nothing to stand on, so you kind of just end up sinking down with him and then you have to let oh, go and float God. back to the surface again. And then there's like Miss Edwards Nicholas, can you hear me? We can hear you without even doing the listen roll so it must be quite loud. I'm shouting <laughs> down a large echoey tunnel made of bricks. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay, uh, hold on to the sides. Um... We're, we're, we're sending some help down. It's not too bad down here except being awful. <laughs> Holds <laughs> onto sides, I guess. Um, you can hear another voice up above. Um, Be careful, there's gas. Also, how cold is this water? Pretty cold. Constitution <laughs> checks, both of you. Why did you do that? I was about to ask anyway. Water. <laughs> oh, yeah, We're okay. It, it takes about 40 minutes, but uh, some ropes are lowered down, and then a couple of burly firemen come down, and using ropes and firemen, uh, lift Evelyn and then Nicholas back up. Um, your, your uncle's gone back above surface by this point, um, and when you finally emerge, there's a small crowd of firemen, a, the police officer who originally summoned help, and um, an ambulance. You are wrapped in basket, baskets, blankets. Wrapped <laughs> <laughs> in baskets. Pile them all on. You are put in a basket with some swaddling cloth and set, <laughs> let loose down the Thames. We'll see who adopts you. Wonderful. Giant. <laughs> um, you are swaddled in blankets, tucked in the back of the um, ambulance. Uh, they give you a nice warm drink. They don't think they need to take you to the hospital, um, but they will. Uh, they look after you for a bit, and then the professor insists you get back in the taxi, and we're going to return home. Um... Oh, I lost my torch, I'm assuming. I'm afraid Nicholas did lose your torch. 
when no, you... Damn it, Nicholas. I don't give a shit about your fucking talk <laughs> right now. Wow. <laughs> Should have just fucking left you to drag. <laughs> Uh, I, I did find that funny though. You're, you're literally suffocating to death, and Nicholas is not harmed by the gas because he's underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the professor's like, "Well, I think we can chalk that one down to marsh gas escaping from ancient peat bogs beneath the well." Exactly. You're welcome for me solving that for you. I'm going it to. It was an adventure, Uncle. You nearly drowned. Your mother would kill me. I've nearly drowned on quite a few of my adventures. One would think that by now I would have learned to swim. But I haven't. Oh, when you drown and I have to tell your mother about it, I am going to remember this conversation and blame you. People blame me anyway, Uncle, so I've kind of just got used to it. How are you doing, Evelyn? Um, bruised pride and cold, and I lost my blasted torch, and well, uh, that dress is ruined. I suggest if we get home before the others, we solve it. It's marsh gas, marsh marsh gas under the park, swelling into the old abandoned well, and we don't tell them anything else. I agree wholeheartedly, Professor. Nicholas? What? Are you going to back up our story that none of us fell down a well? No, I wasn't going to talk about a well. I mean, the only thing that would be interesting is if there were animals here and there weren't. Well, there we go. Any tracks, by the way? Yes, were there any tracks before you fell in the well? Were there any tracks before I fell in the well? You didn't see any and then you fell in the well. I didn't see any. I mean, if you hadn't fallen in the well, Evelyn, I'd be all for regaling everyone with the story about how Nicholas fell in the well. But um, I don't think we need to tell them that you both fell in the well. I, um... I didn't fall in the well. I went to save Nicholas. And then fell in the well. dragged me into the well. Well, Instead of dragging you in, Evelyn... You would have fallen a lot faster and harder. It would have been unpleasant. Well... It was unpleasant, Nicholas. Thankfully, I was able to flag down a police officer and they summoned a fire engine. Yes, I'm glad that... uh, I'm glad that I made the effort, even though it doesn't seem to be appreciated. Nicholas, be appreciative. We're making them earn their pay. Why are we getting paid for this? No, the fireman and the policeman. Oh. I'm glad you went to try and save my nephew, Evelyn. I appreciate your efforts. I didn't really need saving. I was floating and then, well... Well, next time, Nicholas, I'll leave you alone. Whatever the predicament that you're in. And that is how Craig dies. At some point, Fox is going to... I'm going to be like, do you go and check on Craig? And Fox is going to be like, no, fuck no. Evelyn, <laughs> <laughs> help me. I long live the king. I letting you know if you don't notice. <laughs> you did, after all, almost try to poison him with laxatives, so... um. No reason to be pleasant to you. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is true. He Nicholas... never knew that I was trying to poison him. I spotted. I was not the only person that knew at the table that you were trying to get me poisoned. He did. So I thought you, but I thought you spotted it, realized well, that they were laxatives, and then I failed the plate, and then you were wondering why I was going to eat a bowl of laxatives, and then... Yeah, I, I don't think you knew they were for you, Craig. You just thought she'd maybe put the wrong medicine in her soup. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, this is Nicholas we're talking about, so he can really assume whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> I like yeah, Nicholas. No one cares about me. Everyone's already decided to hate me for some reason. I haven't. I've been heard about pigeons. Seagulls. <laughs> Seagulls. Um, you ask about moose. Do we haven't had a chance. <laughs> we haven't even really properly met yet, Louise. You two are going to get on oh, like a house on fire. Okay. Um, the carriage travelling you through town takes about an hour to get back to the professor's house. Bedos greets you all with an umbrella and escorts you all inside, takes your hats, coats, you notice that you're all wet and cold, and will go and draw baths for everyone. Um, he stops to have a quiet word with um, the professor, who looks a bit puzzled, but shrugs. And um, then you all go off to have a nice hot bath and change of clothes. Um, Nicholas and Fopsy roll pow. Evelyn, roll spot hidden. As you're in the hot bath, at first you think it's the steam from the hot water, and then you realise it has a faint luminous glow to it, and you realise it's coming off your skin, like in the hot water. Like you're washing off the oil, the, the, the oily residue that was clinging to you from the water. Um, as it's washing off into the bath, it's kind of wafting up into the um, uh, steam. Okay. What are you doing? Um... I don't know. I get like, am I okay? Do I feel okay? You feel okay. You you climb out of the bath and you rinse off the soap, and you scrub and you get the oily residue off your skin, and then it kind of just lying as a scum on top of the bath water, and you're like, oh, you're glad you um, washed that off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna like reach in and pull out the plug and just into the sewers you go. Into the sewer it goes. Uh, and in out of the sewer it will rise once more. In 30 years, a modern Cthulhu campaign in the 1990s. A devil in the sewers beneath London. Uh, I just thought we were going to get on like a literal house on fire just then, by the house uh, igniting from all the gas. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, in the Langham Hotel, you ladies 
and Max, we're not quite sure what gender Max is, uh, arrive at the uh, room 333. It's right at the end of the corridor, on the left. You go in, it's quite a small room, it's got a double bed in it, wardrobe, one of those bureau dressing tables. And there's a window that looks out onto the right-hand side of the hotel, looking north. Um, is there just a double bed in here? Because we did book it for three. It's just a double room. You didn't book oh. it for three. Louise booked it so she could come up and look into the ghost stories. Oh. Yeah, we're planning to stay here. We're just in the room. Oh, okay. We're, we're not staying overnight. I thought we were staying overnight for spooky you're welcome to, but I will have left by then. The Princess yeah, Louise will, 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 will go home. You can stay for the spooky ghost ride. <laughs> no, no, that's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Um, talk and spooky ghost. Do you turn on the lights? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you turn the lights on. Uh, they illuminate the room. It's quite dimly light. Light, light. I'm put out my pocket watch. Um, I'm going to wait for the two to three minutes that it's going to take the train to go past. Um, roll me your listen, everyone. Oh, I'm on the wrong bloody screen. Alice, you can hear very, very faintly, like almost on the edge of impossibility the rumbling of what you might think is a train passing below. I I go... just quietly, sort of... And the rest of you can't really make it out. And Alice, roll me your... Um, keen journalistic instincts. Uh, That's a hell of a stat line. <laughs> what's, what's that in English? I'm just looking it up. Uh, roll me your spot hidden. Oh. Uh, oh. Hey. You're able to listen, and everyone's quiet and holding their breath, and you kind of track it to, um, there's a radiator, like one of those modern fangled ones, and it rattles ever so slightly, and that's what, like, there's a cavity that goes down, you reckon you're hearing the very faint echoes of the rumbling from the basement echoing up the pipes? Okay, I, I convey this and say, it, it, see, I, I'm no engineer, but it seems like this thing is vibrating whilst there is a train going on this. And Max, you have noticed that every three to four minutes the lights do indeed flicker. Um, it coincide with the rumbling sound that Alice has noticed. It's not in sync. Now that you're aware of it, you're able to listen, it's not in sync with the rumbling sound at all. It's just the lights are flickering every three to four minutes. Roll me your electrical repair, everyone. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one has it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, are women allowed to do electrical repair in this this day and age well max is close max has got it what's the minute 20 is it 10 10 oh god i have 10 why do i have 20 points in electrical 
Because you've spent <laughs> points on electrical repair, clearly. Uh, I'm going to... Can I see the cables or the wiring? Is there any visible wiring? Um, there's no... Well, there's one wire that goes into the ceiling. And that's it. Can I... Can I look out the window? Like, try and lean out the window and look at the hotel itself? Like, Yep, you, you open know, the window and lean on out into the cold December rainy air... Raininess. Yeah. I want to look at the, the size of the building in particular. Um, you see more windows? Up, down, left, right? Uh, there's no wiring on this side of the building. It's odd. There's definitely a, a regularity to the flickering of these lights. Louise, well, spot hidden for me. And carry on, Max. It doesn't seem to coincide with the, the rumbling sound, Alice, that you're picking up from the train beneath. Mm. Who's doing spot hidden? You, Louise. Ah. I'm going to send you a message now. Carry on talking. Um, is is it is it not the rumbling not sort of an after effect of the train? I was thinking perhaps there might be some kind of delay. Yeah. But I you don't know, like an, an aftershock with an earthquake, but obviously not an earthquake. I suppose it might be possible to, to ascertain that by, by maybe going to the rooms below this one and seeing whether the, the overlap becomes closer. It's a shame we can't get access to the basement because that's like the lowest point, really, isn't it? Yes, it might. It makes me think perhaps there's some form of closer connection between the hotel basement and the Bakerloo line. Is the um, I rest it. I know you're probably typing a method. Um, no, I'm back. I've sent the message to Nal, and he's read it. Is the rumbling of the pipes the same time apart as the time apart between the flickering of the lights? Uh, that would require some sort of mechanical repair role to really understand the mechanics of this weird vibrating, vibratingness. Uh, could I not just use my stopwatch, or I'm just going to roll mechanical repair and see what happens? Nothing. Um, as far as you can tell, there's no correlation between the rumbling or the flickering. Uh, sometimes the rumbling and the flicking coincide. Sometimes they're apart. Sometimes they're minutes apart. Sometimes they're seconds. You have no... There's no correlation as far as you can see. I'm having a look around. And uh, I look and I say, I wonder what's in that room then. Point to a door outside, which isn't the next room. It's just a door. Is this in the the suite? Is it out in the corridor? But we're at the end of the row. But it's still a door that continues, and it's not a suite. Okay, I'm gonna go and have a look at the door. It's a plain oak door. Does it have a lock? It does have a lock. I'm going to try my key. Your key does not fit this lock. 
Is the lock actually locked? I mean, is the door it's actually locked? Door. The door is locked. Did I actually put any skill in lockpick? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh my god, I took points out of lockpick, apparently. Jesus. <laughs> Have you got one point in it as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Louise, are you some sort of master thief princess? Mm, I've got a locksmith of um, one. <laughs> no. Well... You all look at this locked door. Is there what? anything else in the hallway at the moment? Uh, you're so right, right down at the end of the hallway. There's the room to 333 on your side. Opposite is the room to 334. And um, then there's the window at the end of the corridor. But before the window, there's this plain door on the left wall. So it's past the room. There are no more rooms. You're at the end of the corridor, but then there's just this plain door. I have an idea. I just knock on the door. You knock. There is no answer. Oh, that is worth it. I, that, that's the two tropes I know. Check to see if it's actually locked and knock on the door. So... I pack my bags, get back in my spaceship and return to Mars. <laughs> what would you ladies like to try next? Or are you going to give up and head for home? It is getting on for 4pm on Christmas Eve. I guess we could try and sweet talk someone into opening this door for us if we think it's of interest. Can I hear anything in there? Uh, roll listen as you press your aged princess ears up against the wooden door no is the short answer it's in another castle did I, did I just watch Louise try and like put her ear to the door yeah, she, she leant up against the door as if listening but can't hear anything it's just silent Oh. can I have a go yeah you can take Louise's place and I'll listen I'm going to just assume my, my younger ears will hear something. <laughs> uh, you hear the distinctive hum of electrical machinery on the other side of this doorway. It's quite low and quiet, which is probably why Louise's ancient elderly ears can't hear it. It sounds as if there's some kind of um, electrical equipment on the other side of this door. I wonder, is there a, in our room, did, was there a, a, a way to summon the concierge or some such? There is not in your room. Oh, not fancy enough. Is there anyone on this floor turning over the rooms? You know, like the skeleton staff prepping the rooms so that Boxing Day... 4.30 on Christmas Eve, I am afraid that would be a hard luck roll. Ooh. Bungle ass, so Bungle can roll. Oh, luck it. One off. You cannot luck a luck roll. Why can't you luck a luck roll? It's <laughs> <laughs> the requirement will go down as well. Like. It's the time for oh. miracle. Okay, I. Such I'm going a... to head for 
before the downstairs again. It is Christmas, however, so I am going to grant Bungle some luck. A maid emerges from the elevator before Max can get to it, and um, she produces a large bundle of keys and is happy to unlock the door at the end to show you that it is an electrical switch room. It's very large, bulky metal equipment that hums and makes strange crackling sounds occasionally. Does it look well kept? It looks like it was installed in 1898 and um, occasionally someone sticks their head in and goes, yep, it's still working, and then walks away. Might I posit, ladies, that the the issue they're having with the, the flashing lights in that room is simply due to maintenance of old electrical equipment which is right next to the room in question. I I was thinking that, but is it worth we remain in this room for two to three minutes to see if something in this room happens? That's perhaps a good idea. I'll bring out my stopwatch again. Okay. Everyone roll electrical repair whilst I go to the bathroom. Yeah. This is going to be as useless as last time. Oh, that's not bad. Well, that's rubbish. <laughs> you have any points in it at all now? No. Oh, well. Let me inquire with the maid if she's got any electrical <laughs> repair yeah. skill. You. <laughs> Stick your hand you. in this box. Do you know what electricity tastes like? Oh, oh, oh. Exactly. Ah, we've created a new ghost. The ghost of the maid of Christmas. Yeah. Unless there's a known ghost, so that means you can easily rule out other ghosts. Exactly. Get her to battle the other ghosts. I've seen this movie. Which one? I think they've made multiple Pokemon ones. I mean, that one sounds a little like the, like the plot of Casper. Oh, God. Sorry about that. So, no one passed an electrical repair. Um, no, we're going to ask the maid. We're going to ask the maid if... <laughs> um, if they have... They have any electrical repair skill. She's a maid. She knows how to turn down a bed. If anything went wrong with the electrics, they'd summon the handyman. That's a rather deductive assumption on you, Russell, and I would expect better. No, is I know what my maid is good at. She's not a master electrician. Is the handyman still around on Christmas Eve? No. He has gone home to his family. Well, what if something breaks on Christmas Eve? Then we'd probably call him. I'm guessing he'll move, move, move people to another room. And move people to another room. <laughs> um, um, I don't room... suppose you haven't. Oh, no, I'm I'm gonna let her kind of. Um, I really can't tell you anything about these machines. I'm afraid, uh, Miss. They're. I think they this 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 every floor has one of these rooms, and they. Distribute the power to the, the rooms. I see. I see. Um, I'm just going to. I'm just going to kind of 
again, as I did last time, talk about how difficult it must be working on Christmas Eve in this hotel. And she had a bunch of keys, right? She does have a bunch of keys. She's holding them in her hand because she just unlocked this door for you. (laughs) Oh, no. This poor maid is about to get lynched. (laughs) By a member of the British royal family and her entourage. Um, I'm going back into the room. (laughs) I'm not having anything to do with this. Are you going into the electrical room or the bedroom bedroom now? Sorry? The electrical room or the bedroom? Um, The bedroom. I was interested in what was then causing these figures, um, the the kind of thing that got us here, the the image of... um, some dead prints. Okay. Yeah, you, you loiter around in the room for a bit. Uh, the light bulb flickers every few minutes. It goes dim, it goes bright. It makes a crackling sound occasionally. Um, you don't see any images or any views or any ancient dead fathers manifesting from beyond the grave to tell you where they hid your cocker spaniel when you were four. I thought he ate it, but that's fine too. <laughs> did, did we get any flickering or any buzzing or clicking or weirdness in the electrical room at the same time? The electrical time? room is humming. Uh, roll me your spot hidden at hard, both of you. Ooh. Well, well shit. Uh, there's just a wall of sort of like blank metal. There's switches... There are rows of tiny, well, quite large, chunky ceramic things in a frame, and they all have yellowing labels on, which are impossible to read. Um, That's about it. How many of these things are there? There are 26. I have a hunch. I'm going to ask the maid. Um, out of curiosity, how many rooms are there on this floor? Uh, Twenty. I don't suppose there are six other rooms, you know, closets, storage rooms, etc. to add on to that number? Mm, well, there's the uh, our linen room at the end of the hall, near the service lifts. Um, okay. There's um, the bathroom. There were two of those, ladies and gentlemen's bathrooms, and that's about it. Um, I'm going to turn to Alex and gesture the things in the in the glass. You know, that seems to me that there, there's almost a like for like number of these things as there are numbers of rooms requiring power. The main mentions that there's one of these per floor distributing power in some such. I wonder if that coincides. Um, good do, and I, I guess, I'm guessing one or two of them also relate to the lights in the corridors. The hallways themselves, yeah. Yeah. Do they all look the same? Are they... They're all identical dark brown ceramic rectangles slotted into the wall. They all have little metal things on them with yellow ancient labels in them, but the labels are illegible. I have, a, I have a hunch, Alice. Do you think perhaps a picture of the room with this in it, and then perhaps we 
find someone more electric, like technologically minded, to come and interpret my my thinking. Uh, I want take a photo to to review later. You mean? Perhaps that's my thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, roll photography. Whilst Louise, you are in the bedroom. You haven't seen anything other than the flickering light. You do you turn the light off? Turn it on? Yeah, I try that a few times. Do the curtains being open or closed change anything? I'm trying to see if the kind of conditions of the room are effectively creating the images. Um, roll me your interpret mysticism. My cult. <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh. Uh, you close the windows. You turn the lights off. You turn the lights on. Uh, you don't see anything occult. It's a hotel bedroom with the lights off. It's a hotel bedroom with the lights on. That's about the best you can work out. There doesn't seem to be anything supernatural here that you can see. Um, you can, however, Louise. Alice, you take a beautiful photo. Do you just take one? Uh, yes, yes. You can roll me your... Mm. History. History. Can I do that? Wait, was that me or... Louise. Oh. Oh. I don't think Nile wants to spend luck on a random history roll. No, not with the amount of luck I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, you haven't really found anything else. The maid locks up the electrical room after you've taken your photos and wishes you all a Merry Christmas. And to you. Are you going to debunk for now and head home? Um, let's have one final look as a group in the hotel bedroom. Just because obviously two of us were buggering about with the electrical cupboard. Okay. So we, we, you go back for one final look. Everyone can roll their occult. Occult? Occult. Niles' dice have betrayed him. Alice has all of the occult of someone who's read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And Max doesn't have a cult either. Uh, there is nothing untoward. It's a hotel bedroom with the curtains drawn and a flickering light bulb on Christmas Eve. But, it's no but, but we're saying, seeing no figure. Okay. You're not seeing um, any figure or anything that could be mistaken for a figure. Could push it. Do you want to push it, Louise? Yeah, it's kind of. It seems like this is the reason we're here, to not be able to find anything, is a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, roll for pushing, then. Wow. <laughs> Clearly, it's a load of nonsense, and you've just spent, like, eight quid on a fancy hotel bedroom. Is there a bathroom? Not, no, there aren't any en suites. down the hall. Kind of bloody hotel room is this an ETAP it has a shit it has a bathroom on every floor it's the height of modernity 
Oh, God. And cold and cold running water, I imagine. Depends which floor you're on. Uh, do you give up for now and mark this down as mystery with theories and head head for home? I'm going to yeah. write some notes about um, how the electrical um, cupboard is right next to the room um, and how it appears to have something to do with the irregularity of electrical fluctuation to the room and that may or may not be related to the Bakerloo line running beneath the hotel. Uh, you established something, but we're not. Well, like, we're not done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll have to come back another day with a fresh mind. We get an electrician or an electrical orientated person to take a look at the photograph we've taken. You head back downstairs. You climb into Louise's diplomatic car, which trundles you back across London. Meanwhile, in the Professor's house, the Professor. <laughs> Professor. Um, Evelyn and um, Nicholas, you have all had a lovely bath. You are clean and fresh, and you head downstairs, uh, where Beddoes has laid on hot cocoa and um, some warm soup for everyone. Oh, delicious. Um, The professor smiles. Well, despite our accident with the well, I'd say that was a successful day. We've debunked that mystery as clearly being related to marsh gas under the well. Yeah, absolutely, Professor. So I would say we've... Oh, hang on, he looks out the window as a car pulls up. Oh, it's Louise and the others. Oh. I thought they were near a carriage. No, um, it looks like Louise summoned a car. It's got little flags on the front of it. Why would it have flags on it? That doesn't sound very practical. Um, because Louise is a princess? Oh. Um, can I see the flags from here? Uh, you can indeed see the flags from there, as you peer out the w- bay windows. And uh, what flags are they? Uh, they are the standard of the royal family. Which royal family? Uh, the Windsor. The only one that matters. Uh, uh, Little Union Jacks with the little, um, crown over the top that indicate that a member of the royal family is in it. Oh, my gosh. Um, The professor looks at you. um, Did you not know who Louise is? No. She's a Duchess of Argyle. You know, Princess Louise, uh, Queen Victoria's daughter. The king's aunt. (laughs) Looks gobsmacked. (laughs) Is it the king's great aunt? Well. Yes, I think it's the king's great aunt. Because... Our current king, his father was her brother. Certainly a development. Louise, Max and Alice. Um, Beddoes opens the door, takes coats and hats and gloves and welcomes you all back. He informs you all that hot cocoa is being served in the sitting room and that the professor 
and um, Evelyn and Mr. Nicholas are in there. Mr. Robertson, Randolph, is in his room and hasn't come back down. Oh. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm sure you'll join us today for Beddows. Um, I should go and update. Or rather, we should update the professor on what we've managed to achieve. Well, you all gather around for cocoa and lovely warm soup with big, crusty, fresh-baked bread rolls as Christmas Eve winds to a cheerful end as you swap stories. And we will stop there. And in two weeks' time, Christmas. I just, I just wonder if, um, I just wonder if uh, there we are regarding the wonderful... Delightful lunch, debunking things, wonderful views, being nice and warm and cosy indoors, checking things out, and then like we're just getting scowls <laughs> from the other side. Well, I hope everyone had fun. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I am very glad that Fopsy and Craig fell in the well. I mean, I I'm are. starting to get pretty nervous about, like an alien chessburster moment going on here. I have no cares about the well whatsoever. <laughs> it's just a well full of gas. Clearly. I, I, I'm just developing... I'm, I'm noticing a theme here, basically. We get to the end of a, a session and there's a lot of sinisterness around a water feature. So, <laughs> whether it's a warm drain or a well... Well, I'm going to stop the recording. Just left Nicholas to drown. And see you all in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>